What's up, you lovely lurkers? Welcome to the front podcast of the internet. I'm your host, Willie. And I'm your host, Scott. We're a show all about Reddit. Covering all the ups and down votes in 30 minutes. Or it's free. If you like the show, you can find more of us at TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. Or at Tom Brady's Retirement Party. Happy February, Willie. Can you believe it? It's already there. It's peak winter here in Minnesota. I'm so excited for my least favorite season to be at its top, tip top. (laughs) Speaking of uh, tip top, how are you doing? I see you're drinking a slurry of human blood and uh, probably ivermectin. (laughs) Yeah, a little bit of horse semen. I mean, tranquilite. I mean, blood. I mean... This is protein powder because I need to get swole because I've now spent two weeks not going to the gym. And do you know what that has done to me, Scott? We're, we're um, going to weigh yes. in. We didn't weigh in before this recording, and I'm afraid no, to no. find out. <laughs> Cheating again, I see. Yeah, that's right. Just starving yourself with sickness. You know, they say you're only a stomach flu away from your goal weight. I Well, I didn't get the stomach flu part of COVID. <laughs> But all in all, I'm honestly, I'm feeling a lot better. So hopefully that means you and I may be able to do some of this in person. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if, if you're still a carrier risk or not, but let's... Nope, let's just hopefully... pigeon, not carrier. <laughs> uh, yeah, I hope to see you here in uh, Blue Room Studios very soon. Now, Scott, as we begin February, I think we need to give some special shout outs The first one is for those that celebrate Lunar New Year. Happy Lunar New Year to you. And hopefully the year of the tiger is as formidable as you would hope. Also, February is Black History Month. You know, and I think most importantly, though, we need to celebrate Happy Groundhog's Day. I'm just kidding. What even (laughs) is that? (laughs) This is spoiler alert for the new Ghostbusters movie. But have you seen that movie, the new one? No, not yet. Well, Bill Murray's in it. Dude, that guy is old. Yeah, yeah. And 2022, you better keep your fucking hands off of him. (laughs) Speaking of actors, as we get into this week, I saw this really interesting post on Today I Learned. And the comments is the place where I really aligned with this article. So this post says, Today I Learned that Jonah Hill was only paid... $60,000 to appear in The Wolf of Wall Street, with the studio using his desire to work with Martin's the lowest fee possible. Whereas Leonardo DiCaprio, who also produced the film, was paid $10 million. Did you see this post? I mean, I think that's a huge ripoff because Scorsese, I would have done it for only $30,000. I'm just saying, like, I could have helped the film come in under budget. And, uh, you know, you wouldn't need to overpay on Jonah Hill. (laughs) yeah that's right (laughs) do you not like jonah hill no i think he's a great actor actually i i saw this post this week that made me think about jonah hill that was talking about some of his acting compared to other actors You, you and i last week we talked about the movie don't look up yeah jonah hill's performance there was so relatable in how he delivered his lines Oftentimes he would uh, he would say an um or pause for a second. He would look up. He purposefully made his lines whoa, 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 seem whoa, whoa. super relatable. He looked up, even though the title of the movie told him not to. <laughs> <laughs> A spoiler here. Oops. 
But I, I think he's a phenomenal actor, and pretty much every one of his performances, you don't see. I mean, you can see Jonah Hill because he's very much uh, a character actor, but he's he's so good at his delivery. He was in uh, what was it? Super bad was kind of like his breakout role, mm-hmm. and then he got real serious in Moneyball, and then carried through to Wolf of Wall Street. And I, I don't. I can't see him not fitting into just about any role. He's a great actor, criminally underpaid from the title of this article, apparently. Because I think there's something to be said about working with your idols and stuff, but I, I don't think he should have done that to himself, maybe just for the experience. I think I think he's worth way more. I don't know if he's worth $10 million more, according to studios, but I should have at least given him a million dollars. I want to break this down because, unfortunately, this is the reality of Reddit and the vast majority of news sites right now is the clickbaity bullshit titles. And if if I could, this post by username Die Nameless Bitch, shame on you for a title so abusive and so misleading. Jonah Hill specifically came in at $60,000 because the Screen Actors Guild SAG. There's a yeah. minimum pay that you can go into a film, especially one with a budget like this, and that that minimum is sixty thousand dollars. Yeah, that's what their seems... union negotiating rights are sixty thousand dollars. I know, but he just did it so he could get into the movie with Scorsese and with DiCaprio. Well, he was already friends with Leonardo DiCaprio before this. Film. I know. Were they going to so, cast somebody else for sixty thousand? No, they were going to cast somebody for more money. And Jonah Hill specifically said, this is a project that I'm so adamant about that it doesn't matter how much you pay me. It doesn't matter that you you could pay another actor more or that I could get my agent to rep more or negotiate. I don't want to be, even have that be put on the table. So let's get money out of the way. And right now I will agree to the minimum because I want to do this project. So I read a title like that and it's super frustrating because... Jonah Hill specifically was the one to say, I'm in it for $60,000 because it's not about the money. It's about being part of something that to me seems like an amazing opportunity. I I feel like I'm a little confused and I'm at odds with this because on one hand, it's a cool project to be a part of, but it sounds like maybe he took money out of another person's pocket. (laughs) You're worrying about the what ifs? Uh, I don't know. That's that's being an actor. That just goes to show how much I know about the industry and like how much I really care, I guess, at the end of the day. (laughs) (laughs) Well, speaking of people doing things for way too little money, this week in work reform, Uh there was a post titled, Today was a big day. 150,000 members and counting in the span of 12 hours. The response we got, from the situation is unrivaled. This is a clear message that no matter the name, this movement is alive. This movement is needed and this movement will not die. Now, to the person listening at home or watching at home thinking, what the fuck are you talking about, Scott? Yeah, what the fuck are you talking about? Me? Co-host over here As- has no idea. <laughs> there was drama on Reddit this week. The anti-work subreddit that we all know and love disappeared. Yes, it did. Yeah. And so I'm just flipping through Reddit like we do, prepping for the show as the week goes on. And I noticed this post is at the top and I'm like, what is going on? Work reform. Oh, I wonder if this is like a sister brother kind of thing to anti-work. And I go in. Well, as it turns out, one of the mods from anti-work went on Fox News and got basically 
belittled by the Fox News host, embarrassed the entire subreddit to the point where everybody was pissed off at this person. And they suddenly like blocked everybody, banned everybody, took the subreddit off Reddit altogether. This is one of those things, just like Wall Street bets, that makes its way across all of the different news sites. So Bloomberg, the New York Post, the Independent, Vice, it was everywhere. And just to summarize the specifics, without conferring with all of the other moderators, this user was reached out to by somebody at Fox and said, hey, we would like to interview you on our show live to ask about anti-work because the subreddit, which is eight years old, it was started in 2013, has been getting incredible notoriety as of late. And it's at 1.7 million members, which statistically is one of the highest growing communities in Reddit history. So this person goes on Fox News and speaks on behalf of the entire community, but not in the way, not in a representation of what the movement has become. Yeah, we've mostly seen people complaining on the anti-work subreddit about how they've been mistreated or uh, abused or not listened to or disrespected while at work from leadership, from people in positions of power. And I think it was kind of a bait and switch setup from whoever reached out versus the, the Fox News person that was doing the interview because they were just kind of asking leading questions as to why are the people on this subreddit just a bunch of lazy people who don't want to work? And the the mod tried to come off, I guess, with the best intentions, but clearly wasn't prepared to go on you know a primetime show like this with the full representation of everybody behind them. And unfortunately, the, the message I think that was told is that we're a community of 1.7 million people who don't want to work. It's validating everything that Fox and Friends has been saying recently, which is we have a, a group of millennials, Gen Zs, Gen Xs who want to be lazy. They don't want to work. They don't want to put into society. This mod was communicating the worst of those things versus the reality. Can I read you the top post of all time? from this subreddit. Please. Yeah, go ahead. This, I think, is what we're trying to, not we, but the community is trying to get by. Again, we, we try, you and I try to be those uh, middle grounds. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> so this person, this post says, I quit my job last night. It was nice to be home to make the kids breakfast and take them to school today. This boss texts this person. We'll call him Ted and we'll call the boss, boss. Good evening, Ted. I was reviewing the cameras from our shift today and noticed that you were sitting on your stool for the majority of your shift. This is completely unacceptable behavior, and we'll be discussing it tomorrow before your shift. Ted responds and says, hey, I cleared it with our lead. I have two broken bones in my left foot, documented by a doctor's note. Aside from that, I packed 240 plus something for the entirety of my shift, 12 full hours. I'm not sure if you are aware, but we do have a ranked list for packing displays directly above our stations my effort earned me first place today so just to be clear my impressive performance was overshadowed by the fact that i was uncomfortable enough while doing it the boss responds and says i'm really not appreciating your attitude you could have just said the first part where it was cleared with another lead instead of being disrespectful this type of behavior isn't going to get you anywhere and they say hey thanks for wasting my precious time off with some garbage you didn't bother to investigate beforehand. Seriously, what do you claim to be the pinnacle of performance there? 
because I achieved it and I get grief because I was sitting while doing it, you guys need to get your priorities straight. It's no wonder that you have such difficulties retaining your staff. I'm not concerned about going anywhere there. It's a toxic environment with ignorant people at the helm. I won't be in tomorrow or ever again. I watched the interview and I felt I felt really weird thinking that like, okay, what looks like a typical Fox News cast, you know, bright, shiny lights, everybody's in suits and ties, uh, fully prepped to just eviscerate anybody on the other side of the aisle. And then somebody who kind of looks like us, you know, recording from our home right now in our basement studio. It couldn't have been more contrasting. It could have been more like night and day. Fox News knows what they're saying. They are the right. They are in the right, I should say. And this other person is just a lazy ne'er-do-well who can't get their life together. And the entire subreddit is probably just full of these people. So don't listen to what they say. This isn't a real thing. Everybody just go back to work and continue on like we have been for so long. Naturally, this enraged the entire community, as of today, as of recording as of today, anti-work is back up. And Mm -hmm. the mods are the top posts saying, like, we've removed this person and this other mod. And, you know, we just want to say, like, it didn't represent everybody. So hopefully we can go back to spreading the message that we're actually trying to get out to the people of the world that things aren't great and they can and should be better. Totally. I read a post from this subreddit that said a millennial today, if they had two parents growing up, will likely make 10 times what their parents made in their lifetime and get pennies in terms of things in their life to be able to afford. I saw another one that was, uh, I think it was, (laughs) one of the news sites said like, millennials are finding new ways to get into home ownership. They're actually buying houses with their friends. And somebody responded with, we're not buying houses with our friends because we want to we're buying houses with our (laughs) friends because it's the only way we can afford a house god it's so true (laughs) the way that we choose to spend our time on things is we're i mean we're just going to be beating our heads against our bedposts until (laughs) from ikea (laughs) (laughs) who am i kidding we don't have bedposts where beds are on the ground Speaking of trying to stay up late or get up early, Scott, I read this post from me IRL today and does it, if it doesn't scream me, I don't know what does because this has been me as of late. This person said, the reason I like staying up late so much is because between the hours of 1am and 5am, the world is quiet. No one expects anything from me. I could literally stare at a wall for four hours with no consequences. I love the silence, the calm. I just love it. This was me. And it kind of still is. How about you? Well, so I'm a little different than the one to five. I'm usually awake around four or 5 a.m. And there's nobody awake at that time ever. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah. But I totally agree because uh, back when you and I lived in the the same apartment building, Mm -hmm. we were both single and, you know, we'd kind of get done playing our video games and... I think I would just sit there for a little while and just people would be pulling into the parking lot. I could see the lights shining on the through the window blinds. And uh, sometimes it would just be nice to think, man, I have no responsibilities now until work. Or if if the next day was a day off, it'd just be like, I can just chill. And it was mostly because we worked nights and, you know, we'd spend long days and then go to the gym. And it just 
just to sit and chill is kind of what we all need, except for the people running businesses and trying to make us work hard. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) They need our time to be profitable. That's right. Uh, Those people probably need to chill way more than any of us. Uh, (laughs) But I know it's, it's just kind of repeated a lot, but I think people really want their time to mean something and they want it to be their own and not beholden to somebody else. I read this post and there's a few things that I thought about. One, I've been getting up earlier and earlier and there's something really nice about it. So yesterday, partner and I went and stayed at her parents' house. Her parents have a winter home. Lucky them, right? I woke up at 6 a.m. and I had like two, three hours to myself to just do some dishes and clean some stuff, listen to a podcast. It was really nice because there wasn't any expectations that the day has already put on my shoulders. There wasn't, and it it has nothing to do with her sleeping. She could have got up and done the same thing, but I don't think the world, at least the world that you and I live in and revolve around had gotten started. So there was this idea that nobody's going to be able to tell me what to do. I have full freedom. This is my time. Did you ever enjoy like going to the grocery store like super early or super late when there's just nobody there? No, I, I'm afraid to go to the grocery store at night. It's scary. <laughs> not, not now. In in the bo- before times, like back in our day kind of situation. Oh, yeah. Just maybe you got off of work or we're at the gym, you know, until they close. And then you just needed to run a couple errands and the Cubs open 24 hours. So you can just go get a couple things for uh, the next day's meal. Good times. I never really... (laughs) Scott is just romanticizing his past life, apparently. (laughs) Now that you're a homeowner, you're just in it, man. But you and I I shared a lot of those moments, I think. We... Do you remember this? We would... This is when you could actually eat very small things at restaurants. Mm -hmm. We would go to Pittsburgh Blue, which is like a middle-of-the-road steakhouse in Minnesota. We would go there late at night during their like end of night happy hour and we would spend five ten bucks on appetizers a drink maybe i would get one you wouldn't uh, with a couple of friends and it was kind of our little like you know those sitcom shows where they have that bar that they go to we did it enough times to where it became our place to just chill yeah yeah that was that was (laughs) probably the last time I could have really good food, eating out at restaurants, so I do remember that. And uh, <laughs> it's got a nice little place in the old memory bank there. There is culturally this idea that if I want to go to bed at 8 or 9 p.m., people might look at me and say, like, you're a monster. <laughs> they might also say, oh, you're waking up so early. You're so productive, right? Mm-hmm. On the other hand, what about those people that stay up until 1 a.m. and then sleep in until 10. Do you think that they're lazy or less productive because of where they're choosing to spend their personal time? I feel like this is a shot fired at me. No, you and I are the opposite. And I just, (laughs) I wonder because in many ways, society looks at us differently. And depending on if you're like, there's kind of like a line in the sand of where like the older you are, you would say like, you're only productive if you wake up early and get stuff done. But then there's, That other side of that line is the younger audience that would say, if you go to bed before 11, you're a loser. You're boring. Can you remember the last time you didn't go to sleep? It didn't all nighter. Yeah. Like you must have been younger unless it was forced because of. uh... No, I know this. I know this moment. It's so embarrassing. (laughs) (laughs) So 
a few years back, pre-pandemic, I was streaming on Twitch. And the moment you become an affiliate, it's a big deal. It means that people can subscribe to you and you can make money. And I made it. After a few months of streaming, I got to affiliate level and I said, I'm going to pull an all-nighter. I remember when you got affiliate. You uh, you kept affiliate and uh, you you made a lot of money. And that's, that's what's funding the podcast today, right? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Uh, Scott doesn't know how money works. <laughs> I'm a trust fund baby. <laughs> so my dumbass, I worked 8 a.m. until 5. I went home and I napped for a few hours and decided I would start late at night, not get a full night's rest, wake up in the morning and oh. start and go. So I did a full day's work, slept for three hours, which you're not really sleeping. You're just laying there quietly. So I started at like 10 p.m. and I said, I'm going to go 10 p.m to 10 p.m. I fell asleep on the floor in my office at like three in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) Did you leave your stream running? Yeah, but the camera was up high just like this. So you couldn't see me. I was just like, hey, I'll be right back, guys. I'm going to go use the bathroom. I'm like, I I put my like, I'll be right back screen. Meanwhile, my roommate and Ethan are playing. What's that? Call of Duty, wasn't it? No, it wasn't Call of Duty. It was whatever that like flying around. Apex Legends. No, no, no. no. Anthem. Anthem. We were playing Anthem. Yeah. Yeah. I just put my be right back screen, fell asleep for a good 20 minutes, woke up and was like, oh God, dear Lord. And I chugged a Red Bull. <laughs> well, I was going to say like the last time I did it was maybe college. And since then I was indoctrinated to this must be productive, wake up early kind of uh, lifestyle that we have here over in the States. And so whether you're somebody who wakes up really early and are productive before the rest of society or you're somebody who wakes up because you have shift work and you might have a one to ten or a i don't know what's the latest shift that starts like a 12 to 8 a.m yeah i don't know third shift or whatever that's called but being productive when you're awake it doesn't matter in the time when you go to sleep it just matters what you do with the time that you have while you're awake even i guess being asleep is considered productive if you're getting the right amount of sleep so you can be even more productive when you're awake deep thoughts with scott garola and speaking of being productive with the time that you have taking a quick step back to what we were talking about earlier in the show this week in anti-work a new bill would not eliminate the 40-hour work week but would instead require employers to pay overtime after 32 hours was introduced in california Ooh, that's interesting So you could put in your 40 hours, but eight of those would just be bonus pay. Or would you take the eight hours and live your life? What could you do with an extra day off, Willie? Have you ever had a four-day work week? Because now... Yes, yes. We've talked about it on the show. I will tell you, there is something that is so fulfilling about an extra day off. I've done it now twice. I, I've had the opportunity to spend an entire month where I've had four-day work weeks just by yeah, happenstance. Share, share with our our new listeners on how we've done it in the past. This was an opportunity presented to me because I was maxing out all of the vacation that I was allowed to earn. This is what I want to do. Can I just have one vacation day per week on top of my normal two days off? Oh my God, it's so nice. You do it on like the slowest time of year in whatever business that you're doing and four different vacation days spread out once per week in a month. And it's just, it's game changing. I I don't even know uh, the amount of times you can finish on that extra day off. (laughs) 
I tell you, I'm fl- I was flying high. <laughs> They're being tested right now. Pilot programs kind of everywhere in smaller companies, and I think even Microsoft has just started a pilot program for one of their sections of the company. They did it a uh, few years ago thing. in Japan, and yeah, they found productivity uh, stayed the same. So benefit for the company, benefit for the worker. It's got to be something that gets rolled out here sooner rather than later. And I, for one, hope it does. One of the harder things for people to solve is shitty bosses. That's why movies like Horrible Bosses exists. Anti-work is a great highlight of just shitty, shitty bosses on top of bad business practices from tons of companies. But I don't know if you necessarily solve for shitty bosses, but I, what I think this does is provides incredible work-life balance with almost zero downside. Yeah, I haven't seen any uh, numbers or anything, but how do we know that a majority or a portion of these shitty bosses aren't a product of having to work the full amount of, uh, you know, the 40-hour work week? Maybe they're stressed too, and they're just passing it, passing the buck down. Nah, they just suck. (laughs) (laughs) Well, with that, I think it's time that we move into this week's upvotes and downvotes. I am excited again for this week because something just popped up on the feed. Uh, me having to omit one of my stories for reasons that will not be said. And so I grabbed another one and I think you're going to be excited. As of two hours ago in the subreddit, Halo. I saw this. I was the, about to use it too. The series, the series <laughs> official trailer just dropped. Uh, okay. So, oh, for those who can't tell, this is my upvote. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say a couple of things about this. There is has been a fear in the community of games and movies that people don't want there to be a... Or they're fearful that anybody who puts out a video game-based movie, it's going to flop. Because nine times out of ten, they do. They suck. Yeah, what... Are, I mean, you're not wrong. Name a video game turned into movie or series that has been good. A few minutes later. Uh, yeah, I got nothing. I don't think they exist. But 2022, Scott, this could be the year. Because I want to mention three. I want to mention three possibilities that we could have. Halo. Number one. Halo, of course. This Halo series could just tug tug on the, on the heartstrings of all of us young boys when we were growing up. This could be perfect. Just like right here, right here, right here, right here. Just- <laughs> On the number two, hand, number two, Uncharted. Tom Holland oh, has proven yeah, that he can do yeah. very little wrong. He That's puts true. out he's, incredible movies. He's a great actor. He's a great person, and uh, everybody loves him. Number three, so does Zendaya. And number three, ooh, this is this is might surprise you because this is something that I want you to watch for sure. There's a show on Netflix called Arcane. I brought this up, didn't I? We might have mentioned it once or twice, but this is a show based on the video game League of Legends. Have you seen this show yet? I think I told you about it on this show. It might have gotten cut, but I definitely brought it up. Animated show, eight episodes, soundtrack's amazing. The story so far has pulled me in. I don't know about you, but I love it. Yeah, it's it's on the list of things to watch. Uh, and Uncharted was going to be one of those things where I was like, meh, it seems kind of like an Indiana Jones ripoff. I've never played the games, but I hear they're amazing. And I love Tom Holland and Halo. This is, this is something I've wanted since Halo the video game first existed. As soon as this game came out, people, I was like, why isn't this a movie or TV series yet? Neil Blomkamp? 
Blomenkamp, Blomkamp, the guy who made District 9, he was attached to make this movie or show 10 years ago, maybe, and it fell apart for some reason. But that was the closest we've ever gotten to this until today. The show is going to star Pablo Schreiber, who's been in things like 13 Hours, Orange is the New Black, Den of Thieves, Fairly Unknown, and Natasha McElon? Oh my God, hold on. You know who this person No, Well, no, she's, you know who this is. Oh, McElrone, yeah. Natasha McElroney. Yeah, (laughs) McElroney and cheese. McElhone? Natasha McElhone who uh, you would definitely recognize her. She's been in some things, like The Truman Show. She was the the wife in The Truman Show. <gasps> oh, yeah. I think it's going to be great. Now, my upvote of the week, a little surprising to be an upvote here, Scott, but this is in the subreddit, interesting as fuck. <laughs> this says, In 2006, a man in Portland, Oregon, hired a hitman to kill his 51-year-old wife, Susan Kuhnhausen. She ended up killing the hitman with her bare hands. When she had her hands around his neck, she asked him, tell me who sent you here and I will call you a fucking ambulance. This is the person who should have been cast as Master Chief. Because that's the most... Because <laughs> that's the most badass line I think I've ever heard. The, this comment said she also intentionally made sure to bite the guy as hard as she could so she <laughs> so her bite could be linked to her death if she was killed. Here, wow. Here's some info. It says, however, as an emergency room nurse for 30 years... She knew effective self-defense skills the hitman was not prepared for. She launched into action, tackling the man and pushing him against the wall. It was during this moment that Hafey, the assailant, spoke the only words she heard him say that night. You're strong. Susan. (laughs) That was the moment she realized this man was there to kill her. Her adrenaline went into overdrive. She wrestled the hammer away, hit him a few times in the head. She demanded to know why he was there yelling, who sent you? The man didn't respond and kept wrestling. This goes on. Essentially, it's an incredible fight where like she gets pushed down to the ground and continues to get up. She goes, I could do this all day. Fucking Captain America. (laughs) And at the very end, she said she questioned taking the man's life. And said he has to have a family, kids, a wife, somebody. But in the end, she knew the difference was, was if she didn't, that would be the end of her life. And she had to make the choice to save herself. This person gets all of the upvotes for all time. Just this person should never have to buy a beer again. Wow. She's my hero. Now, people who are not my heroes are people who ban and burn books. (laughs) for some fucking reason this has been prevalent this past week so in white people twitter titled a friend indeed george takai was mentioned in a tweet a school district in pennsylvania earlier tried to ban my graphic memoir called they called us the enemy it's about growing up in a japanese american internment camp i hope you get a chance to read it have you been following this this line of idiocracy (laughs) Man, we just keep one step forward, two steps backwards. I swear to God. I I grew up in a family unit that said like, oh, those people are pansies or they're weak or they're not willing to give into society in the right ways. Or you know what I mean? An insecure family. Yeah. Yes. 
they're willing to downplay or, or or scoff off their own responsibilities and their own weaknesses so much so that things like this happen where they're unwilling to say that we can put a book that has a different opinion into a library in a school or have that book be taught. And I think it's such BS. True story. That is 100% the only reason I read Harry Potter. I saw a news article one day saying a school had banned it. And I'm like, what the hell kind of witch burning shit is this? I have to go read this book now. And I did. And I read the rest. So these people are the reason J.K. Rowling is a billionaire. Definitely not people like me that are obsessed with those books. (laughs) (laughs) Well, just like your downvote of the week, mine also talks about some shitty people, Scott. In that brief moment when anti-work went away, up pops a subreddit called Bye Bye Job. Mm, Yeah, I've seen this one. On this subreddit this week, there was a post that said New York nurses busted for forging vax cards in a $1.5 million scheme. And it's a mugshot of these two women who are now going to go to prison for a very long time for faking vaccination cards for a card that's already free. They were selling them. It's, it said in the comments, hmm, spend $220 for a fake vaccine card or spend $0 for a real one and not die. I know I've mentioned before that we should do something in the in the scam realm, you know, because all of these people are making money. But I guess I really didn't think about the consequences of how <laughs> <laughs> you could also go to jail for it. Yeah. Uh, so I, can we go to jail for our pet rocks? Should we take those off our website? I mean, we can go to jail for the things we've done to the rocks before we sell them, but not for selling them. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you so much for hanging out with us this week. Find more of us on our socials. And remember, no matter what you're into, whether it's 49ers, Bengals, Chiefs, or Los Angeles Rams, there's a sub for that. that.